Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 981. We create the realities within which we live. And if we're doing something because it's what somebody else thought we should be doing, and it's not fulfilling, and we're not feeling 100% inspired every day, and we're dreading going to work, quit work. Rethink it. Reimagine yourself and, and keep doing it until you have that measure of success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so excited to introduce a very special returning guest here on Cars Yeah, Jonathan Ward. Jonathan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Heck yes. Let's slide it through the turn. There we go. There we go. And I'll remind our listeners, Jonathan was a very early guest. He was so kind to be my guest number six way back on June 5th, 2014, when I was just starting out. He, uh, offered to come on the show and help me out and try to get things rolling here. So for that, I am forever grateful, Jonathan. Now let's talk about what's going on today. Jonathan Ward is the CEO and lead designer at Icon in Chatsworth, California. Icon stands for Classic Transportation Design and Revisits Old Style Vehicles. He and his very talented team design and build classic FJ Series Toyotas, Ford Broncos, trucks, derelicts, as he likes to call them, customs, and much, much more. Jonathan was one of my very first guests, as I mentioned earlier, and he has something new he's working on these days. He's back to talk about his latest creation, the Icon Doozy. It's a new bespoke watch, is very unique, custom designed, and in his tradition, very, very cool. And only 50 examples will be produced, so you better get your hands on one while you can. So, Jonathan, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more? about your business, your history, and a very obvious passion for automobiles. I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically just a, a design and engineering-driven geek who has managed to avoid having a real job. I've never set foot in a cubicle, and I'm enjoying the, uh, the ride. I, I just have always been passionate about design, but disenchanted with modern vehicles, I just feel like they're really more about the uh, shareholders' expectations and scalability, but really don't touch our hearts and souls the way vintage vehicles did. And for that matter, you could say that about many aspects of design. You know, in the old days, it seemed people were, or brands even, were able to, I don't know, have the confidence to let one person's perspective on design be the driving force behind the given brand. Therefore, everything had character and individuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nowadays, it seems it's been focused, grouped, and studied, and pencil pushered uh, just to uh, a place that just uh, doesn't attract me anymore. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I get perverted and corrupted by all the modern functions and capabilities of modern vehicles. But ever since I was a kid, I beg the question, well, why can't we combine the performance and refinement and doodads and gizmos, at least the really non-superfluous ones, into the beauty of classics? 
So I started this business on a whim. I talked my wife into quitting her career path right alongside me when we were young and free, and we just went for it. And we've been really lucky, um, really, really proud that uh, other crazy people supported the vision um, with their purchases and have uh, surprisingly, like not only allowed the business to, to thrive and continue to grow, but in such a pure manner, like they, they really, they haven't asked me, Dave, to dumb it down. Uh-huh. They in fact have pushed me to continue on my journey to make it more and more bespoke and more and more interesting and it's just, uh, it's been a dream, having a blast. Absolutely. And I'll say, uh, I don't know if there's any luck involved here. You are a very hardworking guy, um, always doing something, always being creative. I've known you, it seems like, forever. So uh, really so proud of where you brought the company to this point. And today, we're going to talk about something kind of cool and new, this watch that you've designed and produced. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. I always ask all my guests, we'll see if... Yours has changed it all over the years, but it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Jonathan, take the wheel. Well, it's funny. I'd be curious to see what I said back in the day, but one that I really hold true to is to respect your perspective, Mm. meaning we, all of us, either as people that absorb the items, things in the world around us, or as the creators of such, we're only unique in bringing something to the table if it is true to our unique way of seeing design. And while I used to be super sensitive to that because I am a self-proclaimed industrial designer, I have nothing resembling a degree or proper education. I've just taught myself along the way and been blessed by really smarter than me people and my engineers and the team that, that we've been able to build around Icon to just keep exploring that. So respect your perspective. Now, what the heck did I say back in the day? Well, I'm going to tease the audience here and force them. I'm not going to give away the secret here, but it was very close. But I'm going to tease them to go back and listen (laughs) to that show. Now, I will say that was only my sixth show, and I hope I've gotten a little better. Sometimes I listen to those shows. I'm a little embarrassed about myself, but I was just starting out. I was new at what I was doing, but I would encourage listeners to go back because – that show was really cool, and it gets very in-depth into the Icon brand and what Jonathan and his team and his wife have built. So I would encourage you to go back on the Car Show website. You can find all the past 981 shows there and listen to that show because we talked in-depth about the Icon brand and the different vehicles that you produce. So go back and check that out. But right now, today, I want to know how you've applied that concept to this new watch, the Icon Doozy. Well, since I was maybe even earlier, but but from my memory, at least eight. If I was off with my parents doing something and bored out of my gourd, what would I be doing? I'd be sketching. What would I be sketching? It was cars and it was watches. I've always been a geek for both. Watches are something that I think I got my first watch when I was seven and dug my dad's much fancier watch. I think it was a cool old Omega. And I've just always, always, loved watch design and it was just I seem to have a habit of sorts turning my hobbies into businesses and automotive was my first jump because I suppose you know it's an automotive is interesting because it's such an extrovert communicator of such a wide range of designs and skill sets 
Mm-hmm. So my interest in leather craft and woodwork and, and sculpting and painting, all the different things that I've dabbled in over the years, none of them professionally. Automotive platforms were such a great way to communicate all of those things together in chorus. But an odd coincidence occurred where a couple of years ago, there was a new CAD software, new computer-aided you know, 3D design software that came on the scene called Fusion 360 by Autodesk. And I really dug it. I found myself tinkering and tinkering. And my 15-year-old decided that on his own that he wanted to be a mechanical engineer. And one of the first questions he came to me with was, what do I do? Because I don't want to get stuck in some cubicle. Bless him. <laughs> he said he wants, to, he wants to do something where he's involved in the whole process of, of designing and machining it and testing it and refining it and you know, being really integral to the, the whole picture of the design. He said, Dad, so, so what industry should I go into? And I found I didn't really have an intelligent answer for him. So I actually went on good old my social media channels. I think it was, yeah, it was Instagram. And I simply took a picture of him in his suit when he won a robotics competition. And I put the question out there to the greater community. I was overwhelmed with the kindness and the connections I did not know I had. And we got all sorts of input and invites to all these wild types of design and engineering. So like to come visit Tesla, to come uh, to go to Google's little top secret warehouse where they're doing all the really cool stuff. And uh, on one of those trips, in fact, when I, we were visiting Google's little skunk work, little skunk work <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> yes. Um, I got a message on Instagram from someone at Autodesk. Said, hey, you should bring your son by here. We'll give him a tour of our makerspace and stuff. So one thing led to another, and I told them I was interested in fusion, but I've never been very good at town. I've had, again, people on my team who were better. But, but Autodesk volunteered to send me a tutor, Curtis, who's then become a great friend. And they said, yeah, here's Curtis, one day a week, as long as you want, so you feel like you're on it. And Curtis showed up, and we sat down and said, what are we going to do first? And I had given it some thought. It was like, I don't know, the automotive trinkets and gizmos. I mean, I've got guys here that rock at that. They're rock stars. So yeah. that would be kind of a waste of time. And I'm a major watch geek and collector predominantly vintage. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I get one of these silly watch ideas that have been keeping me up at night out of my head? And it was a perfect way to learn the new cat program Mm. because, you know, very tight tolerances and details. And again, being the geek that I am, I had my own vision for everything, but the movement, I wanted to use a robust, well-distributed, global trusted movement that is easy to get service, not something that I geeked out on that no one could find parts for in 10 years. But every other detail on the watch, I had a very clear vision on what I want, down to like the radius on the crystal mm-hmm. and the crown and the case body and the clasp. So we used that learning experience in CAD to develop the watch. And I ended up spending so much time on it and getting my vision out of my head so clean and clearly that I basically went back and begged Jamie, my wife, to let me go for it. And uh, when I first saw the Duesenberg, you know, the first 200 and some Duesenbergs had a really distinct tachometer and speedometer that people referred to as the drum style. Mm. So picture, if you will, instead of a typical speedometer with a needle that rotates, a bunch of words and numbers on it, 
It is a beautifully minimalist, clean, clear, black face with a small window wherein the speed or the you know engine speed or vehicle speed is revealed with a pointer and it rotates at 90 degrees to the face. Okay. So they called it the drum style. Yeah. Ever since I was younger and I saw a doozy with my interest in cars and watches, like, oh, that would make a killer jump hour watch, which is the style watch where you tell time through, you know, apertures or windows. Mm -hmm. This is something that was popular starting in the roughly the twenties. And, uh, so that's literally always stuck with me. And, uh, we made it the project and and I just decided (laughs) to go for it. There you go. Holy cow. Well, was there a, I'm sure there were some challenges. Maybe there were some big challenges, but what was the biggest challenge in producing this watch that you came up, up against and tell us what you learned from that so that you could, uh, move forward. Oh boy. It was quite the adventure. Let me tell you, you know, the, uh, the watch industry, especially the Swiss watch industry, is very much a closed little club. It is a good old boys club, to put it mildly. So I originally, because I, I think you know, I'm all about reviving American industrial arts. We support American suppliers with their vehicular designs and on and on and on. So first, I thought, you know, it would be really cool do an American-made watch, everything. Do it all here. Mm-hmm. But as I started doing my research, it quickly became apparent that for that was all gone. And granted, there are a couple new young upstarts that are starting to make watches in the U.S., but for various reasons, none of them really were set. And I, I think if I had to encapsulate that ascent, it's because it, those players don't have the scalability yet or the track record or the serviceability that were a fit for me. Okay. So obviously Swiss watches are the global leaders. That's the tradition. So I started knocking on doors in Switzerland, but I mean, literally like flew to Switzerland and started knocking, knock, knock, knock Uh on doors of contract manufacturers and subcomponent manufacturers from world famous to no one's heard of them. And the preferred partner was just, I knew was the perfect partner to do this. You know, they're, they're one of those brands that lurks in the shadows that does the manufacturing for many of the huge brands that, you know, always more than happy to have the two page glossy spread of the dude in the lab coat with the loop on his eye talking <laughs> about their meticulous craftsmanship. Right. In reality, they're hiring this company that I partnered with. But after a couple meetings, second trip to Switzerland, they're hearing me out. First of all, they never had someone come to them with done CAD files and very specific visions of the crown and the case and everything to find. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of weirded them out. And then I did <laughs> not want to huge volume. You know, we don't have any investors. This is a passion built brand and we just constantly reinvest, but keep our independence. They didn't want to touch it. I said, yeah, no, you know, 500 units is the minimum that we will do. Ooh, and I yeah. said, well, I'm just not comfortable with that. And frankly, I don't, I like the business model of making less than the potential demand. Right. And it keeps it special. Plus this is my first sort of pinky toe dab into this world. So they basically told me to take a hike and, uh, right as that meeting was wrapping up and I was bummed out, um, the CEO of the company traveled through and, uh, we exchanged cards and he goes, Oh, icon, I know this company. My friend in Moscow has one of your trucks. Oh, wow. Thank you. 
So yeah. suddenly he goes, what are, what are we doing together? And his reps told him, and yeah, you know, the guy's kid only wants to do 50, not going to have it. No, 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 no. I believe in your brand. I know your brand. Let's work together. I'm confident this can grow. So I got them on board. So that was probably the biggest <laughs> hurdle and very emotional roller coaster, even to get to that point. Yeah. And then, gosh, I mean, there's, there's so many hurdles and battles. And I wanted to revive uh, Onyx for the dial, which is a traditional material, but it is pretty much unused today. Mm-hmm. I wanted double uh, anti-reflective special coatings on both surfaces of the dial. I'm sorry, of the of the crystal. The crystal, sure. And I wanted, yeah, and then I wanted that sapphire crystal to have unique uh, profiles on the top and bottom as well, which impacts legibility. I wanted to laser center the logo into the crystal, and they thought it was not. So I had to recommend all sorts of ways yeah. all the way through. But uh, it's been such a cool experience. I'm chomping at the bit to do more. I've got a bunch of designs of six that are really locked and loaded. And I'm just trying to calm down, take it slow, <laughs> sell these, and then jump into the development of the next model. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Well, well it's incredible. And it's really a testament to the brand you've built uh, being out there worldwide. And once that gentleman found out who you really were, uh, that really opened the door and got you there. So that's very, very cool. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of aha moments in this project. But I'd love to know, was there one big one, one big aha when you went, yeah, this is something I got to do? I think it was when I was deep enough in the CAD that at night in bed, I was obsessing on it and rotating this virtual model in my brain (laughs) and refining like, okay, I was working on the crown and I, I like onion crowns and I like squashed onion crown. So like an onion crown is a traditional watch design, uh-huh. but it, it has a habit of being too protruding too much and hurting your wrist okay, or the backside of your hand. Now, squashed onion, if you can visualize, dear listeners, take an onion and squash it. So therefore, it's lower profile, contours more exaggerated on the side profile. So I designed this squashed onion and I literally found myself changing the numbers of peaks on it and refining it in my head. I was so deeply invested in it that I know from my own history that when I get to that point with any design, be it one of my hobbies or business designs, if I do not realize it, I will certainly lose my remaining sanity. So (laughs) that was definitely a turning point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what makes this watch so special for you? Is there one thing that stands out that you're most proud of about the final piece? I think it would be the continuity within the design. So from a couple angles, so like, you know, let's say traditional automotive watch brand pairings. It generally bugged me because they Think of the veneer of a marketing exercise mm. and the depth of integration of the styling and material cues from transportation into the watch are kind of topical at that. Yeah. The other thing with modern watches, lesser with vintage watches, is that no matter the price point, you will often find many different typefaces or fonts mm. on the watch. 
Okay. The date window will have one. The manufacturing data will have another. The hours will be yet another. And as a massive potency, um, I set out to refine and develop um, really a, a design that's in keeping with the inspiration and of the era. And it's consistent everywhere on the watch. And same with branding. Branding takes away from the design so often. So branding on the face of the watch, you can hardly see. Mm -hmm. It's only at certain angles that you see the laser-centered sort of metalized surface on the inside of the crystal. Otherwise, it's devoid of any branding or logos and super sanitary until you see the, the tiny high detail icon lizard in the center of the crown and then of course when you turn it over there's a fully body sculpted gold lizard riding on the automatic rotor on the back of the yeah line. i was gonna and mention that <laughs> like designed in california but you know manufactured in switzerland or the hours or the minutes all of it is the same font language yeah well i like that very much being a designer myself and i'm glad you mentioned that because the back of the watch has an my watch terminology does not excel in your area, so maybe you can describe it. It has a clear. I mean, you look through the, see the the workings in the back, right? Yeah. So I did a sapphire crystal see through on the back, um, still waterproof and all that goodness with proper armor seals, etc. But you know, as a mechanical guy, and I, I think that is a common theme that runs. So all, uh, you know, we could almost argue watch guys are car guys, car guys are watch guys. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the mechanical fascination um, that drives that. So as soon as on the movement, uh, the top of the bridges, there's pearlage and snail finish, rhodium plated, and then the rotor is highly, highly detailed. I just think at this point, we can then pretty much acknowledge that anything I make, no one really needs. <laughs> and I've always, <laughs> I've always had the opinion that if you're in the business of making things nobody needs, then they should be as pure and full of passion and purpose and quality as possible. So, you know, your cell phone tells perfectly good time. So what is a watch? A watch is in essence, like the only sort of man jewelry, I hate the term, but yeah, like, yeah. it's a way of expressing our, our, you know, sense of style and appreciation for mechanical goodness. So you just, I can't hide the movement yeah. in that case. It yeah. just can't be done. Well, I'm glad you did it that way. Now you uh, hinted and alluded to some future watches perhaps happening. When I asked the question about what has you excited and fired up today, I, obviously the doozy has you excited and fired up, but are there other projects coming down the road that have you really excited this year? Yeah, I mean, in, in transportation, uh, we're doing some really interesting projects in our one-off division. We're just almost done with a 1949 Mercury Coupe that'll be in my derelict style. So, uh, you know, it's original paint and patina, but then the inside is bespoke leather and gone through. But the chassis and the mechanical is quite novel even for us. We're doing four-wheel independent suspension, electrically boosted uh, six-piston Brembo's all the way around electric power steering, electric air conditioning, and most notably an 800 foot-pounds of torque pure electric powertrain with no transmission. Wow. So it's just a torquey little freight train. So I'm excited about that. We have a Ferrari 250 GTE that we're reimagining that's uh, definitely excited me. And on the watch 
front. You know, the whole idea of the Icon Watch company a brand is to continue with the same sort of ethos of the Icon vehicles. Mm-hmm. So revisiting transportation design throughout the eras. So I'm cooking up watch designs that go all the way up to the 70s and all the way back to the teens. And they may not be solely inspired by a singular vehicle. It could be by a particular design language. Or heck, it could be by a train or a plane or a boat. It's just transportation at large. Mm. So you know, when I started Icon, I was kind of getting bored with TLC, my first brand, which focuses just on vintage Land Cruisers. So the step into the Icon was to give me much more room for crazier creative and engineering and design. So with the watches, I'm kind of stepping up one layer back to uh, be able to draw inspiration from all transportation. So cool. I've got a world time I want to do. I've got a GMT traveler's watch design. I want to do, I've got a funky, what's called a bullnose uh, chronograph inspired by the concept cars coming out of Torino in the sixties. And major watch junkies, a bullnose is where the crown or in the case of a chronometer, the stop, start, reset buttons are all oriented at the top of the watch. Mm. Economically, it's more comfortable, and it really opens up some really creative layouts and yeah. designs. Very, very cool. Well, when you were on the show before, Jonathan, there was a question that I didn't ask you because I started asking this question into, I think, closer to 200 guests. So I'm going to ask you this question, and that is, if Jonathan Ward was a car or a vehicle— what would he be and why? And it's not so much about what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd have to be uh, Johnny Cash's car that he sang about. <laughs> the Cadillac. Is that the one yeah, you're talking the about? That was, yeah. Yeah, the one that was parts and pieces. Yeah, all the pieces the that the guy stole out of the factory over the years. Yeah, I think that's me. I'm the mud. <laughs> That's very nice. Very unique. I was hoping I'd get something creative from you like that. Well, Jonathan, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. 
They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Jonathan, we're back, and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your ability to complete this very detailed walk project? Yeah, my uh, never-officially-diagnosed OCD. So I'm, <laughs> I'm that guru who, even while probably on this conversation, I was touching and experiencing different tactile sensations of different finishes in my parking lot on all these old cars. So I am I am cursed with being um, very uh, open-minded and always kind of studying different details. No and then kidding. I think my brain <laughs> kind of automatically is thinking about how to repurpose those in chorus in one of my creations. Yeah, very nicely said. Now, what are some of the many resources you accessed while designing the Icon Doozy? Obviously, the Duesenberg was one of them, but are there some other things that you accessed as far as resources to help design and create this watch? Yeah, great question. Um, first of all, specific to Duesenberg's, always been a fan, consider myself quite knowledgeable. I've read several of the books on them. I've seen them, of course, at all the amazing collections car shows I've had an opportunity to go to over the years, but I did travel specifically to Arlen's headquarters where they had several doozies under restoration and uh, what's considered to be one of the greatest Duesenberg historians is there on staff. Mm -hmm. So I went there to pick his brain and dig through their dumpsters and parts resources. Uh, My dear friend Bruce Meyer has a phenomenal SJ, so I bugged Bruce and broke in his collection several times to study and <laughs> photograph many details. And then I've also, um, over the years for my automotive design, when I've gone to those car shows and collections globally, I always take pictures and I rarely am known for taking advantage of a car. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a ridiculous photo catalog organized, as only a geek would, uh, by emblems, events, hinges gauges, clocks, grills. So that was very helpful for me as it is with my automotive projects to sort of just go through them and get myself into that space and organize just the ones of a particular mark or era or aspect of design. So that was uh, a, a great great tool to uh, be able to leverage for this. No doubt. And of course, uh, Bruce Meyer has been a guest here on Cars Yeah. So those listeners that missed that show, I encourage you to go back and listen to my talk with Bruce. He's uh, He is the yeah, iconic car true. guy for sure. <laughs> Quintessential. One of my human being. Yes. He's Wonderful a, man. He is for sure. Now, when will your watch be available and how do people access it? 
So they can simply go to the Icon 4x4 website, or if they don't want to have to click through stuff, they can strictly go to iconwatchcompany.com. We announced that it's coming up here recently. They're going to be ready for delivery in uh, early April. Uh, We've pre-sold most of them, but we still have about 20 of them left. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, I'll make sure that I put a link to that on Jonathan's show notes page on the Carshow website so you can go and check it out. And I encourage you to do that. If there's one singular message you'd like our listeners to get from this experience of designing and building the Icon Doozy watch, what would it be? Just that you can make anything if you have a clear vision of what you want to create that's distinct and you just focus on it and commit to it and see it through. Um, I'd like to see this as an inspirational story that, uh, look, what I do isn't for everyone and I don't take offense if somebody doesn't like it. But to me, from my perspective, it's kind of part of the fun because the brand is my vision, my taste, my style. And everyone should realize that today and especially in this country, we, we all have that ability and it's, it really is, to me, one of the foundations of a more fulfilled life. Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, as I expected, you've taken me on another great ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about this new project. I love following along with you on Facebook. And I've known your company for a long time, of course. We go way back. But I want to thank you for coming back to Cars yeah, and sharing this new watch with my listeners, the Icon Doozy. So exciting. I'm so excited for you. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you... Drive off into the sunset in that doozy, wearing that icon doozy. Yeah, I wish I had a Duesenberg. <laughs> it's definitely on the short list, though. Yep. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I don't want to feel redundant, but just, you know, follow your passions, live your dream. We create the realities within which we live. And if we're doing something because it's what somebody else thought we should be doing, and it's not fulfilling, and we're not feeling a hundred percent inspired every day and we're dreading going to work, quit work, rethink it, reimagine yourself and, and keep doing it until you have that measure of success. I applaud you for that comment. That is what Cars yeah is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. And you're definitely one of those. And again, what's the best, we talked about the best way to get to the watch, but I want to remind listeners, you've got to go and check out www.icon4x4.com and check out the website, check out the cars, the vehicles they're building there, all the creative things. Uh, be prepared to spend a little time, though. It is a cool place. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to everything Jonathan has shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Go to CarsYeah.com, click on Jonathan Award number two, hashtag two. But you can also go back and listen to his very first show with me way, way back when I was just a baby podcaster trying to figure this whole thing out. And I'll always be grateful for you to be one of my first 10 guests. Jonathan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences and your new Icon Doozy watch with my Cars Yeah listeners and me. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road. Perfect. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. 
For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.